the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua, Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I am the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Lakeland, Tampa, and Brandon. Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation, and we also recently started a service in St. Pete, which currently meets once per month. It is an honor to speak to the listening audience of AM570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Christian Talk. Let's pray as we thank God for this beautiful day. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we love you. We praise you. And we know this is the day that you've made. So we must and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And so, Lord, give us a spirit of joy. Give us a spirit of uh, everything we need to, to go through this day for you. That even though the world seems upside down, you are always the same yesterday, today, and forever. So lead us and guide us, strengthen us, and encourage us so we may do the same for others. We bless you and thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. And again, good morning. And uh, it is good to come to you again and, and speak. And let me just mention that we have a few links I can send you and an outline of the history of Israel and um, so on. And these are some things that would be very interesting, I believe, for you. So if you would like to call us at 813-831-5673, we'll send it out to you. Also, I should mention, we're trying to raise roughly an extra $300 a month for this show in order to stay on the air. So um, as we come up again to uh, our anniversary we would really appreciate those of you who enjoy this uh, radio show to help us financially. Uh, that would be a tremendous blessing. Let's begin with the counting of the Omer. Today is the 28th day. Uh, so, Baruch Atadnai Eloheinu Melech Halom, Asher Kedishonu B'mitzvotav V'tzivanu Al Sifarad HaOmer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the seventh day of the fourth week, and day 28 I have counted the Omer. 
And the scripture for today in, uh, oh, excuse me, it's day number 29. It's first day of the fifth week, day number 29, I have counted the Omer, went to the wrong day. So the scripture today is from 1 Peter 2.13. For the Lord's sake, submit yourselves to every human authority, whether to a king as supreme or to governors sent by him for the punishment of those who do evil and the praise of those who do good. For this is God's will, that you silence the ignorance of foolish men by doing good. And the thought for today uh, from this booklet of Counting of the Omer, which, by the way, you can get by just requesting it. There are still uh, 21 days left in this, so uh, feel free to call our office uh, tomorrow morning, and, and we'll be happy to send it out to you. So the thought is from Vince Lombardi, former NFL coach. He said this, football is like life. It requires perseverance, self-denial, hard work, sacrifice, dedication, and respect for authority. So the challenge for today is, do you respect authority? Write the names of at least three people whose authority you are under and answer whether or not you treat them with respect. And the third question is, how do you react when you disagree with them? Okay, well, that's an interesting one, considering all the craziness of this past week in Baltimore and around the nation and uh, how we react to authority. But today, we're not going to talk about authority, though uh, I am tempted to. <laughs> but I would like to mention that last week we started to talk about Israel because uh, it, is, it, it was Yom Ha'atzma'ut, which was the Independence Day for Israel last week. And so we talked mainly scripture all the scripture, well, not all the scriptures, but many of the scriptures that show us that God chose this land for this people, so to speak. And in Genesis 12, 1, he says, I'm going to show, I'm going to take you to a land that I will show you. And in Genesis 15, 18, a land from the river of Egypt, the great river to the river Euphrates, which is probably the Nile in Egypt to the Euphrates, which is actually part of Iraq. So uh, Israel's been promised a lot of land, also a tremendous revival, God's promise that he would pour out his spirit upon Israel in, in his Ezekiel thirty six twenty four through 28, and, and make the people clean. He also will come against the nations that have uh, come against Jerusalem. We see this in Zechariah 12 and many other scriptures, Joel uh, 2, where it talks about the uh, 3, excuse me, Joel, Joel 3, verse 2, where it talks about coming against the nations who have divided up the land of Israel. 
So we see all of these scriptures and we are encouraged, but we're also encouraged by the physical understanding of the history of Israel. So this uh, is a combination of uh, some scriptural history. But uh, when we get into the 20th century, obviously, there's mostly uh, the history as uh, we have witnessed it. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of people are trying to rewrite the history of Israel. So briefly, uh, Israel began 2,000 years roughly before Yeshua with uh, the calling to Abraham. So that's, and and then 1,500 years before Yeshua, um, we see Moses come into play, and and 1,000 years before Yeshua, we have King David, and 930 years before Yeshua, there was the divided kingdoms of Judah and Israel, showing that the people of Israel were in this land that we now call Israel. It used to be called Palestine. Uh, but whatever it's called, it was the people of Israel who were there. And we see in 586 uh, that the uh, Jerusalem and the first temple were destroyed. Most of the Jews were exiled to Babylon. And uh, that was a 70-year period, and then they returned. Um, This area was conquered in 332 before Yeshua. Um, It was conquered by Alexander the Great. It went through a, a Hellenistic uh, kind of revival, if, if we could call it that. Um, finally, in, in 160, roughly, uh, the Maccabees revolted, and they uh, won, and the temple was rededicated. And then we come to what is called the common era. Common era. Before that, it was BCE, before the common era era, excuse me, now uh, it is CE, the common era. Um, Now, in 66, we see again uh, a Jewish revolt. Uh, The second temple was destroyed, and we hear about the last stand at Masada. In 135 Bar Kokhba, he was the gentleman that uh, Rabbi Akiba said was the Messiah, and he revolted against Rome, and obviously he was not the Messiah because he died, and that was the end of him. So we see that even in this time, uh, this the people of Israel ha- were in the land, and... At this time, there was a, a, um, a diaspora, meaning that the people of Israel were, were sent out of the land of Israel uh, because of the persecution. And so between these years of 66 and 135, Jewish people went to all the, the four corners of the earth, literally. And over the next hundreds and hundreds of years, they maintained a presence in Israel, but it was a small presence. The, um, the, the people were all throughout the nations. And this is really an answer to Scripture. This, this should be very reassuring for you, because all of this 
was prophesied in Scripture. Then Israel, the land was controlled by the Byzantine from 313 to 636, and the Arab rule from 636 to 1099. And so we see the first Arab rule in the area of Israel 600, uh, more than 600 years after Yeshua. And to give you a frame of reference, you know, the Dome of the Rock, you, you, you uh, see that um, for, uh, for Islam, this is a very important uh, fixture, the Dome of the Rock. It was built in 691. Then uh, later on, we see Christian domination of Israel in uh, 1091 to 1291. From the next 300 years after that was called a Mameluk rule, which was kind of kings and servants. The Ottoman Empire uh, ruled, which was Turkey from 1517 to 1917. And in that time, all of a sudden, God started moving the end of the 1880s. And the first Aliyah, Aliyah means a to go up. And all of a sudden, people, mainly from Russia, started to have a heart once again to return to the land of Israel. And at this time, this dead language of Hebrew got restored because it was dead for almost 2,000 years. And it was restored in the late 1800s. And in 1897, there was the first Zionist Congress by Theodore Herzl in Switzerland. And by 1909, the first kibbutz um, and the first modern all-Jewish city started in, in Tel Aviv. And so we're into the 20th century and we see World War I and, and British control after World War I. In 1917, uh, we see that the British foreign minister, Balfour, pledges this large piece of land so uh, the Jewish people would have a homeland in Palestine. Now, that land in 19. Uh, 22, there was a, a, a fair amount of um, uprising by the, the uh, Arabs, and so that land was cut. The land that was promised, 75% of it went to Transjordan, which became Jordan later on, and one quarter of it went to Israel. Now, let me just mention that one quarter of it went to Israel, but half of that was desert. <laughs> and so this land was almost uninhabitable. But in 1925, Hebrew University opened in Jerusalem. And um, so there, there's a lot of things we'll just skip over. But in, in World War II, of course, the Holocaust... And Jews from all over the world started pouring into Israel, but especially from North Africa and from Europe. Those are the two main places. And so Israel became a country in 1948 uh, for, um, because of the United Nations proclaiming it. 
And the interesting thing about that is that most of the people came from other countries, obviously. So all these Jewish refugees were um, assimilated by Israel. And even though they had different heritages and came from different countries, they were all accepted and became part of this fabric called Israel today. Now, one of the things that's interesting to note, in 1947, before Israel was proclaimed a nation, the UN proposed a two-state solution. Does that sound familiar to anybody? (laughs) They were going to take this little one quarter of the land, right, of um, Israel and give half of it, half of the one quarter, right, (laughs) which was the good part, you know, the good part they were going to give to the Arabs. And the Jews would have pretty much desert and a little extra around Haifa and Tel Aviv. So Israel, uh, the Jewish people reluctantly said, okay, give us the land. We'll make a nation out of it. And the Arabs, they refused. I know it's hard to believe, but they refused it. And what they basically said is, we're not going to share the land with Jewish people. Bottom line. And so when Israel was declared a nation in 1948, the next day... May 15th, five Arab nation states invaded Israel. And so there was this war that went on. Now, you can't imagine, without God, there's no way Israel would have won this war. It was crazy. Five humongous nations attacking Israel. But Israel won. And another thing that was interesting, the People from the surrounding countries said to the Arabs in the the land, which was at that point called Palestine, uh, but just had started to be called Israel. uh, They said, get out and and we will get rid of uh, the Jewish people and then you can come back to your lands. On the other hand, the Jewish people said to the Arabs, stay here and we'll work it out. We'll become a nation together. Well, Literally hundreds of thousands of Arabs left. And when Israel won the war, they never came back. And so they became refugees in these various Arab countries. Now, the problem is that these countries, these Arab countries, did not take in these Palestinian people. So they became refugees and people started turning against Israel, feeling that it was Israel's fault. But honestly, Israel wanted the Arabs to stay. Okay, continuing in 1967, there was a six-day war, but Jerusalem won that. And then they won the entire Sinai Desert. And... In that time, from then till roughly 1982, um, they built up the Sinai Desert with uh, airfields and hospitals and all sorts of wonderful things that, that before then nobody dreamed of putting in a desert. And there was even oil. And so they started, because there's no oil in Israel to date, But there was oil in the Sinai Desert, so they finally had oil, which they were producing. 
and they gave all that land back in 1982 for peace. How did that work? Yeah. Oh, well. But they uh, obviously kept Jerusalem, and uh, there are tremendous uh, prophecies concerning Jerusalem and, and the return of the people in 1967, and just amazing things. Now, just so you get everything in perspective, the Palestinians had a national charter written in 1968. That was sort of the beginning of of a people called Palestinian, because prior to that, there were no Palestinians. There were nomads in Israel, but there was no formalized group. But when it comes to coming against Israel, people formalize. At any rate, 73, there was the Yom Kippur War, um, and a, a couple others land for peace again in 2005 with the Gaza. That didn't obviously work out well at all either. And recently, there's been conflict with Lebanon. So that gives you a little sense of the history of Israel. But you know, Israel's heart is peace. And they have more awards, whether it's Nobel Prize uh, for science and math and, and, and all. Their heart is, is research. Recently, you know, in Nepal... Um, we see the great earthquake and Israel is right on the scene. We saw that with Haiti as well when they went through their troubles a few years ago. Israel was first on the scene with medical equipment. Israel's heart is for peace. And it's really important that we understand when we're speaking to people about this conflict that not only did Israel get the land from uh, God and was promised way more but uh, than she has currently, but also through history and, and through the UN, Israel became a nation. Another thing to understand is all these nations in the Middle East, you think they've been there for ages? The first one was little, literally ratified in 1922, which is Egypt. And even like Jordan and Lebanon, these, these didn't become nations until the 40s themselves. So Israel is right in that same time period. And when people tell you that they have displaced the Palestinians, that is just not true. So listen to the scriptural understanding Listen to the historical understanding. Know the truth. Don't let people rewrite it because of anti-Semitism. Well, at this time, we're going to have to close the show. I would just remind you that I'd love to send you uh, actually more information that I, than I even went over. I can send you maps and, and all sorts of interesting things about Israel that will give you tremendous information to talk to your friends about it. So if you either email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or if you call Karen at 813 831 
5673. Then we will get that out to you. Also, if you can help support this radio program, it would be a blessing. Hey, am I going to see you all? Um, this Thursday is the uh, National Day of Prayer, and uh, there are two great events going on one at the a la carte in the morning, the uh, prayer breakfast, and uh, with Jay Seculo speaking, and then in the evening at Steinbrenner at 7 o'clock. Let's gather there together and pray. It's going to be a great time. All right. Well, look forward to seeing you and praying. There are a lot of exciting things going on in the Tampa Bay area. We'll be talking about them in the coming weeks. So blessings and let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah, so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.